Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Saints Happy Hour needs your support so we can keep giving you the Saints coverage you love. Become a patron to help us keep giving you the best daily Saints podcast on earth. Supporting Saints Happy Hour gives you the best Saints podcast every day without any stupid ads or promos like this one. And patrons also get access to our private Discord channel where you can talk Saints 24-7, early access to podcast episodes, our world-famous booze bundle with four amazing swag items. So do it. Go to saintshappyhour.com and sign up today. That's saintshappyhour.com. That my bookie, the fun is just getting started. My bookie is giving you a bet one, get one free promotion on the Monday night football game. My bookie is the only sports book where buy one, get one means you're the one holding the bag. Don't miss out. Head to mybookie.ag this Monday to get in on the exclusive promotion. Set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using the promo code SPORTSDRINK at MyBookie. That's promo code SPORTSDRINK to double your initial deposit all the way up to a thousand bucks. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. SimBull is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on SimBull. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Go to Symbol.com, use the promo code SD today. Ralph Marlbro here from Saints Happy Hour. You need to join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app. We are talking Saints or anything New Orleans sports related. On Spotify Green Room, you can interact with us by asking questions or just laugh at me mispronouncing names. Download the Spotify Green Room on your iPhone or Android device, then follow Saints Happy Hour so you can join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. to talk Saints or anything else NOLA sports related. So do it. Download Download the Spotify Green Room app and join us every Wednesday night at 9 o'clock. We'll see you there. This is Sean Payton, head coach of the New Orleans Saints. What's with this Saints happy cast? This has to be the worst Saints podcast in the world. Ralph can't say anyone's name right. Andrew doesn't know football. Everyone has a hard time listening to Dave. And is Kevin even there tonight? The audio with this podcast, my God, the audio, it's, it's painful. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of Saints Happy Hour Podcast. If it's Wednesday, that means we are on the Spotify Green Room app. Uh, if, you can't, if you're not joining us live, uh, which a lot of people are joining us live tonight, thanks for joining us live. We're going to talk to them. It's going to be great. But if you're not joining us live... Download the Spotify Green Room app. 
Follow Saints Happy Hour. And we are talking Saints every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. We got five more weeks to go, four weeks after this one. Maybe more if they can somehow pull off a miracle and get in the playoffs. But Spotify Green Mike, we're having fun. We're talking anything NOLA sports related, anything that crosses our mind. Hopefully we'll do it. Um <coughs> excuse me. Hopefully we'll do it more. Um into next year. We'll do it in off-season versions and that sort of thing. Thanks for joining us. And oh, by the way, become an annual patron and you get two months for free and you get the Saints survival mug, which will help you through the off-season, the rest of this season, the draft, all of it. You're going to need that. There's only 38 of them, I think, left. We had so many people sign up for them as Dave has graciously given us an order of... um, 50 more of them. So get them while they're get them while they're here. So the first thing uh, I want to talk about tonight is, and this is a question to people in the green room and jump in uh, with your thoughts on things. The Saints, we've got great news on Kamara. He's, he's back. But of course, with anything in the 2021 Saints, the Lord giveth. He taketh away. We get Kamara, Cam Jordan. He's on the runner list. Mark Ingram. He's on the runner list. Deontay Harris is suspended for three games. So of the critical people that we really are watching to see if they can play this week, Ramchek, Armstead, Davenport, who in your mind, and you can, you can ask to speak and tell me why, or you can do it in the chat. Who of those three do you think is the most critical to um to join us to join to join the saints and uh needs to play sunday for the saints to have a chance even though they're a six-point favorite joshua you're kind of joining us joshua who who in your mind is critical for the saints to play sunday besides camara they got camara but with jordan out Deontay harris out ingram likely out who's the guy that man he's got to play it's got to be Davenport. Like, there's no doubt in my mind. It has to be Davenport. Um, just because we looked okay last week um, against Dallas, who has a really good front. Um, and we looked okay with Taysom in. You know, he's going to do his thing, take his first read and run. Um, so we can kind of do without them a little bit, um, it seems like. But the defense needs to get pressure to get home on the rookie. Um, and I don't think that's going to happen with um, – with Carl Granderson and I don't even know, was it Jalen or I don't know who the other DN the starting DN is. So with that, with, especially with Cam out, uh, we need Davenport and Granderson um, to, to really show up in this game big. Yeah, no, I, I, I think, I, I think I agree with you in a sense of the offensive, offensive line for the saints has been one of the, I think by fans underappreciated coaching jobs that they've done this year in a sense of you look at offensive lines around the NFL, they lose one or two guys, they fall apart and the saints have managed to keep it together. And it it hadn't been great. It hadn't been nearly what we thought it was because we thought this offensive line was going to be dominant. We're like, Armstead, Ramchek and McCoy and dominate, you know, and it hasn't been that way because of injuries and other things, but for them to keep together and be functional has been, I really think, a tremendous accomplishment. Even against Buffalo, like it wasn't 
a complete and utter disaster, which by every thing you look at, Joshua, it really should be. It should be a it should be it should be a train wreck, and the Saints shouldn't be able to move the ball at all. And they did a little bit in that grand. It was a lot of taste of Matt says it's yeah. Jalen Holmes is the uh, oh, that's the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it should it should be. And I think it's a testament just to the the coaches that you know Sean Payton has kind of built around. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like Forge FX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com/slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story. You're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be Continued at SCS. Dot Georgetown dot edu slash podcast. Um, just the lines, I, you know, Mickey and Peyton are very big on, you know, it starts with the O-line and the D-line. And the fact that, you know, the, we saw firsthand with those coaches missing, what happens? Carolina game. It was atrocious. Just atrocious. Line play was horrible. Um, but, you know, all the shuffling they've had to do on offensive line, uh, this year is kind of speaks to a testament to the coaches and, you know, some to the players, but I think a lot of it needs to go to the coaches. Like, you know, Ryan Nielsen, he's doing an incredible job, but the O-line, O-lineman coaches are, you know, it, it's, it's pretty crazy. You know, it should be for all intents and purposes, just a disaster, but it's played out really pretty well as, you know, as as much as you can expect it with missing both. Oh, completely. And listen, as far as the Jets go, like they, you can run on them. And, like, the thing is, I know Philadelphia, I know Gardner Minshew had a good – and thanks, Joshua, for, for joining us. Um, I know Gardner Minshew threw the ball really well against Philadelphia – I mean, against the Jets. But Philadelphia ran the ball well, too. And, and I, I mean, I know the Jets said they were geared to stop Philadelphia from running the ball, and Philadelphia still did it. And I know the Saints don't have Ingram, but it seems to me you got Taysom – you got Kamara back, you know, um, maybe you can, you know, uh, Tony Jones Jr., maybe you get a little bit of him. I, I think the Saints, if they can get one of the tackles back, I think they can run the ball on the Jets. Now, the problem of throwing the ball, I just do not know without Deontay Harris who they are going to try to scheme and throw to on big downs. I just, I have, I have no, I have no idea if, if Matt or anybody else wants to make a suggestion, go right ahead and do it. The thing is with the saints, Deontay Harris has been the best receiver from them. uh, um, Going forward uh, since early in the year. I mean, you look at, at what happened against New England, for example. Now, remember that game, Saints got ahead, and we all remember Taysom sort of closing out the game. But there was a huge third down in that game. Deontay Harris made the catch to convert. Saints kept the ball, scored the touchdown, they closed it out, and made it a two-score game. 
And it was apparent, like, early in the year. It's like, ooh, Deontay Harris is the best receiver the Saints have. And, like, to me, it's only gotten more pronounced as the year goes along. No one, no other receiver for the Saints has really stepped up in any meaningful, consistent way. Little Jordan has had moments. He had a couple moments against Dallas, but no one else is even close. And you can say, well, Deontay Harris is no better than a third receiver. That's true. But on the 2021 Saints, he was the best they had. And oh, by the way, you could not give a worse indictment of Kenny Stills than Deontay Harris gets suspended for three games. And Sean Payton is still like, you know what? Kenny Stills, peace out. Get me Aesop Winston up on here. Get, I'm t- I've seen enough. And like that is a just a stinging indictment of how bad Kenny Stills uh, has been for the Saints. But I, again, I just don't know who's going to create and get open and give Taysom a chance. And you still got Taysom's finger to deal with. Although the reports of the practice today, he looked pretty good. He felt pretty good. So hopefully it'll be okay. Of course, it'll be cold. It'll be in the 30s in New York. Um, so that will be an issue. Uh, and again, it says Nick Vanette. And listen, I want to – Sean Payton, I know they often struggled. I know it can be a, a struggle at times. But he basically created 100 yards of passing, receiving out of thin air – with tremendous scheme plays to Little Jordan, to, Van- to Nick Vanette against Dallas. So I thought Sean Payton at times has schemed very well. Jonathan, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Who's the player that you think absolutely needs to play besides Kamara Sunday for the Saints to have a chance? Jonathan, unmute yourself and go. Okay, sorry. First of all, I just want to apologize for that uh, sound quality. I was the first caller on that last hotline. <laughs> it was you <laughs> whiskey in me so i wasn't doing too good with the quality there but uh i'm thinking it's gonna be it's gonna be dave's son it's gonna be little jordan he's gonna have to step his ass up and he's gonna have to make some plays maybe a little Jawan johnson and alex arma yep other than taste Kamara, that's about i don't know i mean here's the thing jonathan like the jets have for the last 50 years, basically, if you're an NFL team that's struggling, that's terrible, like the Jets have been the miracle cure for every bad NFL team the last 50 years. Like, for God's sakes, the 0 and 14 Saints in 1980 that ended up 1 and 15, who did they beat? The Jets on the road. The Katrina Saints, who went 3 and 13, started 2 and 2, only won one of their final 12 games. Who did they beat? the Jets in New York. So, like, the the Jets are a miracle cure. And if the, the, the thing that's so crazy, Jonathan, is, you know, there's a sense that the Saints season, it's dead and it's over and, and then maybe they should tank and they're not playing for anything. This game, we talk about must wins and this, and we've, you know, people have thrown that term around like the last three weeks, and it hasn't really been must win. But st- Sunday really is. Like, the Saints win – they are right back in the NFC playoff race because the teams at six and seven seed are six and six, but they lose Sunday to the jets. They're five and eight. They'll be two games back with four to go. The math just becomes 
not doable, especially when you're going to Tampa. But it's weird in that, like, they win. Doesn't matter if it's nine to six or 30 to five, 30 to seven. They win Sunday. They are right back in the thing. I know that's crazy. And, but a lot of people maybe tonight are like, Ralph, you're, you're, you have delusional optimism, but whatever. Like they win Sunday, they're back in completely and they lose, they're out. It's almost like. And that's what scares the shit out of me is that it, it just gets saintsy feeling and voodooish and we'll probably get our ass beat by an extra point or a missed field goal, but then we'll go to Tampa and then we'll, we'll stomp the shit out of Brady again. And it's just like, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> the Saints going six and 11 and beating Brady twice would be so saintsy. Jonathan, thanks for, thanks for joining us. I, I will say this. It's hard to believe, but the Jets have a worse kicking situation than the Saints. The Jets since 2017 they are on kicker number nine. So if it comes down to the Saints or the Jets kicking an extra point to tie the game late, I guarantee you, like if the Saints score and it's, say they score and it's 17-16 with like 45 seconds to go, I guarantee you the Saints are going for two. And on the flip side, I guarantee you, the Jets are going for two because both of these teams, field goal kicking is horrible. The Jets kicker missed two extra points against the Eagles. So their kicking situation is somehow worse than the Saints. And the Saints are the 20, I think the Bang Saints are 29th in kicking accuracy when you factor in extra points field goals. So Don says, uh, Ralph is twice the Saints receiver. Can he still this? Thank you. Thank you, Don. I'm, I'm wide receiver four. I'm, well, probably like four and a half. Um, the other thing that I, I thought was really interesting that came out of Saints practice today and, 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 and Sean Payton's uh, conference call with the media, he called out the defense. He, call, he said the tackling has been crap. The effort has not been there and it needs to be better. And that's a culture thing. Like that is the saints. They pride themselves. We hear about, Oh, we have a great culture. We have leaders. We have this, we have that. That's Sean Payton calling out the defense. And I wonder is Demario Davis on Yamada. Cam Jordan won't play, but Malcolm Jenkins, are they going to take that to heart? And are we going to see a really great effort from this defense? Because I think they should. And listen, if they ever want to get right, the time to get right is against the jets. Because I, I'm not a tape watcher like Andrew is. He, Andrew can't join us tonight. I'm not a tape eater like Andrew, but I sort of watch the Jets on the on the NFL re, the, the 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 coaches film in the game. I just watched a couple of their games, the replay, the regular ones. The Jets offense and overall, they're so freaking poorly coached. Like they don't have a lot of talent, but they are poorly coached. And I think the Saints have a distinct advantage there. This is the thing that I think sums up the Jets' bad coaching to a T. Playing the Eagles. End of the first half, the the Eagles have a third and 21. The Eagles are playing press man coverage. Why are you doing this? Just have six guys at the yard, the first down marker, let the Eagles catch a short pass and tackle him. 
why are you playing press man and blitzing? Like, it just made no sense. They got burned. Deontay Harris picked up the first down. The Eagles went down and kicked the field goal right before the half. It just, it, it just boggles my mind, like, the poor coaching that the Eagles have. Now, my, my man, uh, Joey, he, he, he likes to join us every week. Thanks, Joey. You're always with us. Uh, thoughts on the Jets, and who's the guy that you think – has to play for the Saints to have a chance uh, Sunday. Do you agree it's Davenport or is it somebody else? Hey, Ralph. Uh, how's it going? Yeah, I think it's Davenport. I mean, um, you know, the pass rush is just noticeably different every week when he plays. I mean, even when Cam Jordan doesn't have COVID, when Davenport plays, Cam seems to get sacks. And when Davenport doesn't play, Cam doesn't do anything. So I agree. I think it's uh, – I think it's Davenport. And listen, you know, the Saints are injured right now, no question about it. But I saw the injury report today, and the Jets are just as banged up as us. I mean, I don't know if you saw their injury report, but they have a lot of key players that didn't practice today. And, I mean, I listen, I just – I don't think there's any way in hell the Jets are beating us, okay, especially with Kamara back and, you know, Taysom's running ability. And as much as it scares me to say it with Mark out, we need to, we need to run the ball 30 times. Whether that's giving Kamara 15 and Taysom 15 or what, we need to run the ball 30 times because when we haven't done that these last few weeks, we've lost. And so I know Sean Payton has a good record when running the ball 30 or more times in a game, so – Ralph? Sorry about that. I was muted. Yeah, look, Ramtech didn't practice again. Or missed practice. He was he was hurt. Uh, you know, the thing is with Ramtech now, we're getting dangerously close to like the the, the Adam Schefter. Ramcheck is getting shut down for the the rest of the year. Like that tweet is in draft and it's loaded in the chamber. I think we, we're getting chamber, to that. I think we, we're getting to that. Oh, I agree a hundred percent. I'm waiting to see it any day now. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Listen. Lady Armstead. Lady Armstead. Joey, thanks. Thank, Joey, thanks. Thanks. Thanks for joining us. Um, Kenny in the chat says they need 175 yards rushing. That feels about right. Like, that feels about right. And it doesn't need to be it, – it, it almost, Kenny, you'd almost rather it be, like, 175 yards on, like, 40 carries, where it's, like, barely four yards a touch. Because that just means the Saints finally have gotten a lead and they just wear the Jets out. And the thing with the Jets is they haven't built this winning culture – <clears throat> the Jets are a losing team. And the thing about these losing teams, and the Saints, have, we've seen it year after year, is if you can just get up on a bad team, and the Saints are kind of in this boat too because they've lost five in a row. If the Jets or the Saints get up 7, 10, 14, 3, 17, 3, you know, by however means necessary – I think there's a good chance the other team just rolls over and quits. Because at this point, you're this point you're like, man, it's December. I'm planning my vacation to Cabo. I got kids. And one of Christmas. Like these, either one of these teams uh, could roll over very, very easily. And I know we say, oh, it's the Saints. They're not going to do that. But they don't have Drew Brees anymore. And Drew Brees was the guy in the locker room. We knew Drew Brees was never going to quit. 
no matter what. We saw it when the Saints were five and nine a couple times in the seven and nine years. Drew Brees was always going to play hard. He was always going to prepare, and the the team just kind of followed his lead. Now, like I don't know, man. If the Saints they get if they get down, if they start playing bad, and also too, the Saints need to just like just the, the Jets fans that go to this game. We know. Deep in their heart, they're going there. They want to be mad at the Jets. They want to scream at them. They want to boo. They might even want to leave early. Like, the Saints need to give them a reason to do that. And it doesn't matter. It can be, you know, a good drive to start by Taysom. Saints go up 7 nothing. Zach Wilson does something dumb. And you look up, and you're like, hey, six minutes into this game, it's 14 to nothing Saints, you know? And that crowd in New York will Burn on the Jets because the Jet fans are going to the game thinking, well, ah, the Saints have lost five in a row. Maybe we can get one more win before the end of this year. So it'll be really, really interesting to see um, what happens. Matt, I want to talk to you because um, here's here's the thing that I was yelling at people on Saints Twitter today and uh, I know about tanking and this my thing is look, you don't need to root for the Saints to tank they're tanking just fine if they lose to the Jets you don't have to wish for it it's happening okay but my question to you Matt is right now if the Saints fall into the abyss and go 6 and 11 or God forbid 5 and 12 or 7 and 10 that means they could pick as high as fifth, might be picking in the top ten definitely if they have seven or less wins. If they're picking in the top ten, who would be, in your mind, the quarterback that Sean Payton would look at and be like, that's the guy. He's, he's the guy that's going to be my Mac Jones, and I'm going to get this thing turned around real quick like Bill Belichick. Who of all the quarterbacks that you saw this year in college would be the guy that, that Sean Payton would most likely be that he would fall in love with. Not the guy that you like the most, but trying to project who Sean Payton would fall in love. Because if the Saints pick seven, you can easily go from seven to three. All it takes is the 2023 number one to get you there. You get your quarterback. Who's the guy that you look at that, that Sean Payton is most likely to fall in love with? I think it would probably be Carson Strong from Nevada. I think he's going to go for – who can throw the ball the best? He's not He's not going to, you know, look at a runner because, I mean, you got good runners in this class. You know, Sam Howell, Kenny Pickett, and uh, what's, what's his face, Matt Corral. But he's going to look for a guy who can throw the football the best. And Carson Strong perhaps has the best pass mechanics of all these cl- – of the entire class, in my opinion. And – I went and watched Nevada's uh, offense, and it's eerily similar to what Sean Payne likes to run. Just some, uh, a lot of short, medium passes with occasional deep shots, and that's what uh, they ran at Nevada. So Andrew, great. Andrew is gracing us with his presence. Thank you, Andrew. Before Andrew, if, if Andrew can join us, Matt. Um, you. Pickett for Pittsburgh, he sort of checks all the Sean Payton, Bill Parcells boxes of played a ton in college, improved as he went. Um, 
You don't think he would be a guy that Sean Payton would love? Can you pick it? I, I feel like, you know, I, I got talking with uh, Bob Rose, who's been in Pennsylvania, who watched a lot of pick games, and he's telling me, don't fall for the Kenny Pickett trap. It, it's it's a trap. It's uh, it's all kind of a bluff. And, you know, I kind of like some of his game, but it does feel weird how a guy who's been there for five years now at Pittsburgh is just now finally getting it all together and starting to play well. It, it just it, – it feels like there's – there's something else, and you you should be very wary of Pickett. Yeah, I mean, I I completely agree with that, Matt. I just Matt, can you hear me? Yeah, ba- barely. You're you're kind of quiet. It's like you're away from your phone. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with my phone, but it, the thing is, is just I, I look at Sean Payton and. I just find that, like, he's going to fall in love with a guy. And if he picks in the top 10, they can get, like, it, they're gettable, right? Like, yeah, but there's no quarterback I would take in the top 10 in this class. Not, not a single one. Not, like, the quarterback I like is Carson Strong. I do like Sam Howell, but I wouldn't be I would rather trade back into the first and get one of these guys and use one of those top five picks or use a number five or like hell, if we're in the top 10, go get a receiver because there's going to be run on receivers from like 11 to, to 20. And you're going to be just left without like a premier receiver or even a reliable receiver. If you wait too long, in my opinion, because yeah. that because the receiving class is actually really good too. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like with the saints, with, with what's going on with them, uh, their mo, and I wish Andrew. He's 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 in the room. He's muted, but he's having. He always has. He always has issues. Fed up. I know. I can talk. Andrew, maybe I don't know. I'm in my car. Do I sound terrible? You sound fine. Um, oh wow! Andrew, the Saints' mo for their off off season is the Saints always say as many needs as possible, and then. Let you draft best player available. Now I know having a need for quarterback is a little bit different, but I just see the Saints. I just see Sean Payton going, get me, three, get me three veteran receivers in the four to eleven, twelve million dollar range, Vicky, and they're going to sign like two or three veteran dudes, and they're going to do some other stuff, and they're going to try to open the draft to best player available. Now I know it's weird because they need a quarterback, so it makes it shaky, but Andrew. You watch the Saints. This is what Mickey Loomis does. Like they try to fill as many holes as possible before the draft, so they can do best player available. And I still think they're going to do that. I don't see how their philosophy changes at all. Yeah, yeah. I don't either. I mean, I, I can see, you know, them going for be- best player available. But there's a lot. Of, I'm promise you, he's probably they're looking at wide receiver going. Okay, it's a deep class, and if we fall into that top 15 range, I don't see how they. Do not go get a wide receiver, regardless who who it may be. Like if it's uh, you know Traylon Burks or Garrett Wilson or even uh, Jamison Williams from Alabama, I think it could honestly be a wide receiver just as easily as maybe a tackle or even a defensive lineman. Well, here's the thing, and I, I've said this to Andrew not so much on the podcast, but like in phone conversations that we have, is. You know, you look at the Saints and 
Cam Jordan is washed. You can't depend on Davenport. He's been hurt for four freaking years. Peyton Turner, maybe he comes on IR and finishes strong. You need a pass rusher, dude. Like, you need another pass rusher. So, like, it, if one of them falls and you pick and you're picking like sixth, and the the guy from Alabama who might win the Heisman, if he's there at like five and you're picking five because you went five and twelve, like you gotta take him. And I know it would drive us back. Be like, oh my God. class is damn good too. I mean, you got the kid from uh, Oregon, uh, Thibodeau. You got the uh, kid from uh, what's his name uh, from Michigan, eight uh, like Aiden something. I can't remember his last name. But this is a really good pass rush class as well. It's 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 very very good. If they say to themselves, you know what, this pass rush class is great. Let's just rebuild our defensive line like crazy. I wouldn't be surprised. Or hell, they get like uh, Demarvin Leal from uh, Texas A&M, who's who can play outside linebacker, edge rusher, and defensive line. I mean, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I I, I wish. Um... You know, thanks, 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 Matt, for the uh, for the for the dra- for the uh, for the draft talk. I appreciate it. Um, and here's the thing, you know, uh, I want I wish Dr. Thomas, if he's here and I don't see him, uh, request to talk because I, I wanted to talk to I wanted to talk to Dr. Thomas about how does that cold weather affect uh, Taysom Hill? How does it affect the mallet injury? What's the likelihood of re-injuring it? Because the thing is. If Taysom was just a throwing quarterback like Breeze, and this was Breeze, and he was like, he's going to split it, it's going to go, you wouldn't necessarily run, worry about it because you, you, we would know, hey, Drew knows he has a hurt finger. He's going to get rid of the ball. He's going to be extra, extra aware of not taking any hits, if possible. Taysom, the, the way for him to succeed Sunday is to be reckless. So, like, what's the chances of him re-injuring that or aggravating it when he's running 12 times for 85 yards in the cold weather and falling on it, right? So, and what's the – what's the does it make it harder to, to protect the ball? Although he did a really good job against that against Dallas, but that wasn't in the cold. It wasn't in the elements, right? So, that's another thing to just – to think about uh, as we go forward. Um, you know, and, and final thing, and I want I want you I want you people to chime in and uh, either in the chat or uh, or talk to me and Matt you Matt and uh, Joshua anybody that's chatting you can chat again is would you rather if I told you here are your choices Saints go nine and eight they get their head absolutely kicked in the first playoff game. But they go 9-8, which means they'll finish 4-1. and one. Uh, Would you rather that, or would you rather total collapse and to pick fifth in the draft? W- which one of those to you is more extreme? I know it'll probably not be either one, because that's the extreme end. It'll probably be somewhere in the middle. But if you had to choose... Which one would you want, Joshua? Which one would you rather want? Would you want nine and eight and get your head kicked in in a playoff game, or would you rather five and twelve and pick fifth? That my bookie, the fun is just 
getting started. My bookie is giving you a bet one, get one free promotion on the Monday night football game. My bookie is the only sports book where buy one, get one means you're the one holding the bag. Don't miss out. Head to mybookie.ag this Monday to get in on the exclusive promotion. Set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using the promo code SPORTSDRINK at MyBookie. That's promo code SPORTSDRINK to double your initial deposit all the way up to a thousand bucks. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime with MyBookie. SimBull is the sports stock market that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. There are two ways to make money on SimBull. First, every time a team you own wins, you earn a cash win payout. Second, just like the stock market, if you think a team is going to increase in value, you can buy low and sell high for a profit. Use promo code SD to make your first deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money or just decide the market isn't for you, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Go to Symbol.com, use the promo code SD today. Ralph Marlboro here from Saints Happy Hour. You need to join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app. We are talking Saints or anything New Orleans sports related. On Spotify Green Room, you can interact with us by asking questions or just laugh at me mispronouncing names. Download the Spotify Green Room on your iPhone or Android device, then follow Saints Happy Hour so you can join us every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. to talk Saints or anything else NOLA sports related. So do it. Download Download the Spotify Green Room app and join us every Wednesday night at nine o'clock. We'll see you there. <laughs> My bad, sorry. Um, I would pick five and twelve without a doubt. Uh, <clears throat> the reason I say that nine and eight that would just be another year of added disappointment of like, hey, maybe we can do something if they go four and one. Maybe you know they get the expectation. I'm sorry, expectation all back up again, just like it would for. The end of 2019 and 2020 and 2018. I don't want any more of that. I see what this team looks like right now, and we need help. So five and twelve, give me the fifth pick, and they can't. Saints possibly, really can't possibly screw it up. So I mean, that's what I'm looking for. Well, they can screw up the fifth pick for sure. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna agree with you there. But I do think if you have the fifth pick, it gives you a better chance. To get Aaron Rodgers, to get Russell Wilson, you could put a package together. I will say there, the reason, though, I have to disagree with you is because, to me, if the Saints went 9-8, and eight, but one of those wins was against Tampa, I don't care almost what you got at the fifth pick. Taysom Hill beating Tom Brady on Sunday night football and us rubbing it in NFL Twitter's face and laughing at the Taysom haters as he figured out a way to beat Brady and it would be the Saints' fourth regular season win over Brady, that would be amazing. And I don't really care what you would get me at the fifth, what the fifth pick would give me, give me because that would be such an amazing night and it would be such a fun podcast. It would. It would be amazing. I, I would say, you know, if you give me give me the Falcons win too, I would say, all right, let's go nine and eight. <laughs> so if we can beat both the Falcons and and you know Tom Brady for sure, you know, give me nine and eight. But outside of that, outside of that, give me, give, give you give you give you uh, 
Give you five. Give you five and twelve. I, I hear you. I mean, it, it's interesting. And thanks again for for chiming back in. Um, the one thing I will say, and and this is, I, I don't know if I'm not explaining it right on Twitter, but people really believe that you know the Saints have a really good chance at getting Russell Wilson, uh, and Matt's going to join us again. The Saints have a really good chance of getting Russell Wilson because he's going to love Sean Payton and he's going to want to be in the Saints offense. And I keep trying to explain to people, yes, Russell Wilson has a no trade clause, but the the Seahawks, if Russell really, Wilson wants to leave, they're not going to let real, Russell Wilson say, trade me to New Orleans or nothing. They're going to say to Russell Wilson, give us a list of at least two teams that you will accept the trade to. Because, see, if they don't do that, Seattle has no leverage. So they're just not going to let Russell Wilson dictate the terms like that. If Russell Wilson gets traded, it's going to be Adam Schefter saying, Russell Wilson and Seattle have agreed that they are going to trade him. These are the three teams he's going to be willing to go to. And it'll be like the Saints, the Giants, whoever. And that way, the team with the best deal is going to get Russell Wilson. It's not going to be... Russell Wilson dictating the terms that much. But Matt, what would you rather? Nine and eight, you get your head kicked in in a playoff game, or you go five and 12 and you pick fifth in the draft? Matt, unmute yourself. Matt, unmute yourself. Or Andrew, unmute yourself. There I'm sorry, you. yeah. My bad. I forgot I was muted. But I would say nine and eight because just seeing, you know, overcoming the injuries, overcoming everything, and still manage to squeak into the playoffs, it's just an accomplishment in of itself. I mean, sure, the number five pick would be nice, but if there was a good quarterback in this class, I would go for it. If there was like a definitive, yeah, this guy's a top ten quarterback, let's get ahead of all these other teams that that want a quarterback, then I would go for it. But there's just no one really there that I would definitely say he's worth a number five pick. Yeah. Yeah. Can you guys hear me? Yeah, we can hear you, dude. Yeah. So I, I agree with Matt. Like, I mean, I just can't root against the saints. Like, and I know that's every, there, there's a lot of fans out there that are rooting for the tank that want the high draft pick and believe they're kind of seeing the force through the trees or whatever. But as far as I'm concerned, I just can't, in good conscience ever root against the saints. Like you're talking to the wrong guy. If you're like root for a draft pick, because they're playing the Falcons. Like one of these five games is against the Falcons. And, and I'm just telling you right now, if they're out of the playoffs, that game becomes the super bowl for me. Like I, I really don't care about anything else, but beat the Falcons. I, there, there, there is no scenario. Even if it included taking Peyton Manning first overall, that would make me okay with rooting for the Falcons to sweep us. I'm sorry. I also think, like, even if you get your head kicked in the playoffs, you're probably, like, pick 19 or something, which I think there's still really good value at that pick to where you can address some of your big holes. Like, you can still get probably a good receiver or a good safety if, God forbid, we lose Marcus Williams in free agency. There's, there's still good value at that pick, while a number five is just what you need or – What's available just doesn't coalesce much at that value, in my opinion. And here's the thing. Always, always underestimate. Like, if the Saints finish 9-8 and and get a playoff spot, even if you get your head 
kicked in in that in that playoff game, it means the Saints they're probably finishing four and one. And guess what? Like if you told me the Saints go nine and eight, but they beat Brady and they beat Atlanta and they get their head kicked in in the playoff game the next week, who cares? Because you know what? When they play Atlanta January 9th, they get to beat the Falcons in the Mercedes, whatever dome that is, and clinch a freaking playoff spot. That, to me, makes the 2021 season a freaking success. Can you imagine Taysom Hill beating the Falcons? Him and Sean Payton are hugging as they run off the field because they know they just clinched the playoff spot. Give me that that joy alone. Give me that over any draft pick. Well, he, here's the other thing I would pile on top of that, Ralph. Like, it's okay to root for a draft pick, but under no circumstance, in my opinion, is it okay to tank? Like, the, when people say root for the tank, that's where I draw the line because, like, I, I, I get it. You want a high draft pick. You want to set the team up for success in future years. I could see how you would want to say, hey, show me really good effort. Show me something that I can look forward to next year and maybe just barely lose the game. But like when you say the word tank, that implies you're losing on purpose. It implies you're not trying. And that to me, like I just refuse to watch that. I feel like if a team is just not even going to try, they're not even going to go out there and, and I, I'm sorry, like that's a non-negotiable for me. Like that the whole point of this is competing. Yeah, I also think you need to have a player or a reason. You need to have a player to tank for. You can't just say, let's just tank and see what happens. No, there's got to be a player you have to tank for, particularly a quarterback, because you're basically saying, we need to start a franchise over. We need to uh, get a guy to be our face and set ourselves up for the next 10 to 15 years or something. But Matt, 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 if the Saints were of that frame of mind in any way, shape, or form, Yeah, they wouldn't be given contracts to Lattimore. They wouldn't uh-huh. be given contracts to Ramchick. They wouldn't uh-huh. be given tra- contracts to Taysom Hill. So I know I know you're not saying this is what they're doing, but I'm just saying for the fans out there that say, like, that, that's just not in the fabric of this culture and the way they approach games and they, the way they approach team building, like, they're not going to nuke this thing. They believe they're good enough to compete – and they were five and two before this rash of injuries. This roster, as constructed, was good enough to make the playoffs until they lost their quarterback. Yeah, so. I mean, if they if they wanted to blow it up, then Lattimore would have been traded before the extension. Same with Ramchek. If they thought to themselves, this is not a playoff team. Like if this was like the end of 2014 going to 2015, they would have made these moves. But they didn't because they said to themselves, this is still a good roster. No, and I think they are right. I also like think if that's the approach you want to take, like you got to fire Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton, like at the, at this stage of their career, like, and obviously I'm not advocating for that, but at this stage of their career, I don't see Sean Payton accepting like, yeah, we're just going to go one in 16 this year, you know, or whatever. Like we're going to nuke the whole thing. And we're, we're like, we're, we're going to lose this year and it's fine. Like I think Sean Payton would want to try to be as competitive as possible on a bridge to being good again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, too, the, this this sort of losing streak for the Saints has, has clarified my sort of views on tanking. And I'm of the mind 
that as a fan, you shouldn't want your team to lose because it erodes that team's culture in a way that fans do not understand. You should not root for losing unless you want to nuke your team until it glows and hit the reset button. That's the, because then you're just like, I want people fired. I want to reset the thing. Unless you're doing that, like it's not going to get you what you want. And it's going to, it's going to do more damage than, than good. And like I did it for Ditka, but Andrew, and thanks, thanks Matt for, uh, it's all, it's all about like what you make out of the season. And I just feel like every season is its own story and it has multiple chapters and there's highs, there's lows. And, and I don't, I, I look at it as the journey, you know, I, I don't look at it as, and I know there's a lot of fans that like, well, if, if we're not, if we don't have a chance at a Super Bowl, like I don't even want to try. Like I just want, I, I want the highest draft pick possible, reload, try again. But the grass isn't always greener on that side of the coin, you know, or I don't know. I, I kind of mix metaphors there, but, or phrases, but, but the point is, I, I think that promises you nothing picking second because you make a bad pick, like you're right back where you started. And one of my favorite Saints experiences is in 1990, the Saints were 7-8. and eight. They played on New Year's Eve on Monday Night Football, and they beat the Rams on a last-second kick by Morton Anderson. And they went 8-8, eight and eight, and they went to Chicago, and they lost 16-6, to six, and it was kind of a mess, and they were awful, and they couldn't score. But, like, it was fun to, like, clinch a playoff spot on New Year's Eve and, like, walk out of the dome and be like, oh, my God, we're going to the playoffs again. Like, it's fun. And I just think I just think the, the tanking overrated. But, but Andrew, since you have uh, – and, and you, know, you know what, Ralph? I, I think you, you, hit on, you hit the nail on the head there because there, that's the difference between a fan that goes to the games and roots – you know, feels the energy of the dome and, and has been – a Saints fan in the moment, you know what I'm saying? Versus a, a fan that watches it on TV every Sunday and he never goes to the dome and has never experienced that. I, I think it's, I think those fans maybe are a little bit more detached and they don't get it as much as fans that are in it. And like the energy, the euphoria, the rush that you feel when they get that playoff spot and it's worth it. It's worth it to get your head kicked in the following week. It just is. It is. But Andrew, you had so much trouble because Spotify agreed on <laughs> We hate it. We love them because they sponsor us and they support the show. But, guys, get your app together. Uh, but, Andrew, you had, you had trouble connecting. I want your thoughts on the Jets game because I look at this game and we talked about who needs to play. You know, they're going to get Kamara back. You look at this game. What do you think the Saints need to do? Or what are you looking for early in the game that you will be like, that's really good this losing streak is going to be over. Like, and I know the obvious things, turnovers, touching yeah. that. What are you looking for that's not so obvious that you're going to feel like if you watch a quarter, a quarter and a half of the game, you'll feel really good about the Saints' chance to break this losing streak? Well, I, I've watched the Jets really struggle to stop the run at times this year. I mean, I've seen some games where their run defense is really porous. And so – I just look at how New England won the other day with Mac Jones throwing three passes. And if Taysom Hill's going to start and he's going to have a freaking splint on his hand and it's going to be raining, like I'm not saying I want to want him to throw three passes, but like 11 sounds pretty good. And I don't, I don't care if they punt. I want to run the ball down their throats, win, lose or draw 
and I want Taysom to carry the ball 15 times and I want Camaro to run at 25. And if Tony Jones is healthy enough to play, I want him carrying the ball 10 times and punt as much as you have to. And, and that's the kind of game it's going to be, be stubborn about running the football. And I want to see that approach that I want to, I want to see an ugly, sloppy, terrible game. That's totally unexciting. And the saints win 14 to 10 because they were stubborn about the way they played and they never turned it over because of it. And I, I think that offensive approach, at least to start the game is how they have to go into it. Yeah. I mean, I said it before you got on. I just like, it's the jets, man. The jets have been the miracle cure for bad NFL teams. The last 50 it, that's And that's the thing, Ralph. I just think if you methodically run the ball and you're okay punting, but I just think the Jets are the Jets, and they're going to flinch first. They have a rookie at quarterback. They will flinch first if you just let them. That's right. And here's the thing. Like, it seems hopeless now. But if the Saints – now I'll wrap up with it. Andrew, they can just get to six and seven, and some things fall right in the NFC Sunday. You can look at it and be like, hey – there is a possibility that the Saints beat the Jets, things fall right, and they're kicking off Sunday night against Tampa, and we're like, Saints win, get to 7-7, we're the sixth seed. And as ridiculous as it sounds, it doesn't take that many things to happen, and all these people that have given up hope, including me some, some days, we will be right back on the bus driving it when the saints are playing Tampa in the third quarter and up 17, 13, like it, like you're, you're, you're getting a little ahead of yourself there, pal. I mean, look, they've lost five games in a row. Like at this point, like just beat the jets. Like I'm, I'm, I, I can't even talk about the playoffs right now with a straight face. I can't even talk about the, the possibilities of playing well against Tampa and winning that game. Like, just beat the Jets, get to six and seven. Like, that's it. Like, that's all I care about right now. And I can't, like, this game, this team, before I can even think about beating Tampa, you got to beat the Jets. So, yeah, but I hear you. I mean, it, in terms of the standings, as ridiculous as it sounds, that's how close they are. It, it, it's almost farcical how one win against the freaking Jets puts them right back in the mix. And it sounds stupid and it sounds dumb the way they've been playing football. But then all of a sudden, you're like, oh, wow, we threw the ball 11 times and Taysom ran for 120 yards and they couldn't stop Kamara. And now all of a sudden, Tampa's expecting you to play a certain way. And maybe you don't play that way the following week, you know? And I don't know. Like, I've just seen what gave me the most hope of anything is the quote I heard from Drew Brees this week. And it was an interesting quote where he basically said, every football game in the NFL is winnable, no matter the circumstances. Every single one is winnable. It comes down to humility, accepting the game plan, accepting your own limitations, and execution. If you do those things, any game in the NFL is winnable. And you know what? That's one of the best to ever do it that's saying that. So I believe him and I agree with him. And so, but this game actually really truly is winnable. Like the Saints might actually be the favorite in this game. Like if you look at the lines, they actually are. So this game is winnable, obviously. 
And if they pull this off, I really believe they could go to Tampa. This defense, for some reason, they have Tampa's number, and they have played them very, very well four times in a row now. So we'll see what happens, but I think you got to start there, beat the Jets. Well, and the thing is, ideally, you beat the Jets maybe comfortably, and then you have four games left, and you just get those four games into coin flips with five minutes to go, and two and two is possible, and there's an outside shot, eight, nine, but get it done. I'm not giving up hope, I refuse. So, guys, thanks for joining us. Spotify Greenroom app, I know it's a struggle. We appreciate all of you guys for joining us tonight. I think we had, a, at one point, we almost had 45 people in here. That was awesome. Uh, thanks for Andrew for fighting through it and joining us late. Guys, become an annual patron. You get two months free. You get the same survival mug. It's amazing. We need your support to keep doing what we're doing. Thank you, and we will see you again tomorrow. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence.